Blog Talk Radio. to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time, and hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio and TuneIn and Park Coalition Radio, as well as my blog talk radio community and those who may be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, and who has over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing my audiobook selection for this week. Well, tonight, joining us is Eileen Gaston. And she is a business owner, business advisor, and a mentor, and she's going to be talking to us about how we can get organized to obtain government contracts. And, of course, in the next half hour, I will be providing you with some organizing tips to be a little bit more organized before, during, and after those government contracts. And, of course, my I'll be providing you with my product suggestion, app suggestion, and, of course, my repurposed suggestion of the week. But before I bring on Eileen, you know I always go out there on Google and I have to find some interesting facts as it relates to tonight's topic. So tonight I did, I found the top five departments, federal government departments, um, that spend money on contracts. And number one is the Department of Defense, $373.6 billion. Department of Energy, $25.1 billion. Health and Human Services, $19.3 billion. Department of Veterans Affairs, $17.4 billion. And NASA, $15.5 billion. So that lets you know how much the U.S. government spends. Um, in order to acquire qualified experts to help them do what they do. So our guest tonight is Eileen B. Gatston. She's an MBA, and she's a third-generation military veteran and award-winning entrepreneurial professional with over 15 years of success by providing solutions for business problems using finance, marketing, and technology strategies. Eileen owns E-Region Enterprises, a strategic branding company that uses PIE strategies to increase profit margin. She also served as president of BDPA, Greater Philadelphia, a nationally recognized professional IT organization committed to reducing the digital divide through education, career development, and professional networking. In 2013, Eileen was recognized by CBS Philly 3 
and the NAACP Philadelphia chapter as one as one of the 104 most influential women in Philly for her work with BDPA, inspiring students to pursue STEM-related careers. Eileen's commitment to STEM began in 2006 when she joined BDPA's Philadelphia Board of Directors as VP of Strategy and Planning. Eileen has been a key contributor to local initiatives, winning Chapter of the Year in 2008-2010 and nationally serving as co-chair of the National Advisory Board and the NBPDA sales team. She also travels nationally to support local chapter events and NBPDA Board of Directors meetings. And Eileen currently serves on multiple municipal, educational, and corporate IT advisory boards. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Eileen. Good evening, Eileen. Good evening, Tana. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me. And um, welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, let's see, we've got people tweeting. We've got people in the chat room. So this topic tonight is popular. So... (laughs) Um, getting jumping right into it. So we're talking about government contracts again. I know as a contractor how organized you really need to be. So what are first of all some of the misconceptions about obtaining a government contract? Because you know everybody thinks it's easy. Um, everybody thinks they can manage it sometimes by themselves. But so and you know what are some of the misconceptions, Eileen? So like you said, the top one, of course, is that it's easy to become established in the federal marketplace. So the good news is, like you said earlier, there's millions, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars available. Uh, But in order to get those, you have to follow these very strict guidelines in terms of which websites to to get certified as also which um, websites to post their information. So that's the greatest challenge is right there is to um, get through the process. Um, The second one is that the federal government contracts just like local and state. So each industry, each um, department of the government is different. So as you had mentioned, the DOD and the DOE, each of those have specific rules in itself and how to um, get those government contracts. Another one is um, people want to run how you build relationships with business B2B is different from government. So you really need a, a good strategy in how to build relationships with the government and stay in contact with the government so that when those contracts come along, if you don't make the first round or second round, that you still keep those relationships. So all that takes, you know, really effective CRM tools, and a really good um, strategic plan. I don't know how many you want me to go through, but those are like the top three. Oh, and and you know, you're right, you're right, because I think, um, like you said, a lot of people, they really need, it's different. It's different doing government marketing than it is, um, you know, corporate, nonprofit marketing, because you really have to know um, you know, the person who will be making the final decision um, in those government contracts. And, and the key also is follow-up. 
So a lot of times yeah. we were all very busy, and if you don't get a response the first time, you have to be diligent and not infer that that person is ignoring you or that they're saying no. So that's what I'm saying. Like another part of your process would be what would be your follow-up date, you know, after you connected with someone, if they didn't respond. You know, do you give them another 10 or 15 days? But the key is not to give up and to stay in contact. So don't accept silence as a no would be my one of my <laughs> pieces of advice. And I think that's good all across the board. Don't accept, uh, you know, a silence as a no. Because you, like you said, a lot of times you're doing other things, people get busy, so you just have to have, like you said, some type of track at where you kind of mark in your calendar or you put in your smartphone on how and when to follow up. So my next question is, do you have dues for businesses that are thinking about submitting an RFP? Because there's a lot of different layers to that, and I'll share some of my experience. But um, what are some of the dues that they really should be thinking about? Yeah. So research. Um, SBA.gov has a wealth of information about the process, about certification. You know, first I would take they, they have videos that you can do a video, you can do a text. You know, learn about what, what government contract is, contracting is so that, one, you don't even waste your time because just because you're a small business or just because you're in a hub zone won't make you automatically eligible to participate in this process. So my first do is research. Research all the topics for if you're under represented if you are an 8A, if you're in a hub zone, if you're a woman or vet, take the time to do the research. Um, and like I said, what I think about the Small Business Administration's website is laid out very well. It's easy to use um, so that you can get a lot of information. So my first thing would do research. And then my second thing is you need to plan. There are so many things that you need to do in order for this process to go well for you. And so plan your registration. You have to register with your tax ID code. You gotta register with your NAIC code. You gotta make sure that you meet the size requirements for that industry. So all that stuff comes in right after you do your research. And then what I would do is plan it out. I would not I would recommend that you get all that data, compile it together, and then begin to fill out the form. And I think um, what I would suggest to everyone out there is to build a team. And so um, I thank you for reading my bio, but my new role right now is I'm Vice President of Client Services for SCORE Philadelphia. And so I would recommend that you use this free resource. We will give you a mentor who has expertise in your field who can help you not only develop your business plan and your marketing, your strategy, but he or she can also help you through this um, process of government contracts. So I would say definitely don't do it alone. And I think that's a that's a wonderful um, suggestion because I know people who have gotten government contracts because the contract was available, but it wasn't necessarily um, advertised and they would go after specific um, companies because, 
you know, they wanted a specific, whether it was a woman, an 8A, et cetera, and they said you need to submit an RFP because nobody else is really doing it, and we think you could do it, so, and you're right. And I, and, and in regards to searching, that is key, um, and making sure you do know all the information because I think what happens is a lot of times um, because people don't plan um, and they don't do things by deadline dates, unfortunately, that just, knocks them out of the competition. So, unfortunately, that. So what are some of the don'ts for businesses that are thinking about submitting an RFP? And for those of you who do not know what an RFP is, request for proposal. Well, the first thing is don't assume because you're women-owned or you're in a hub zone that you're going to win this contract. Um, I think that a lot of people infer that because they're a small business, that one, that this process is going to happen quickly, even once you're certified. So I think, you know, a don't would be is don't make any false assumptions. That You really need to be patient about the process. Um, don't, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, like I said, I wouldn't rush in and fill out applications piecemeal. I would make sure that you have all the information because you don't want to get a negative brand out there with the um, the government. So you want to make sure that your that what you have is, is perfect. You do it right the first time. This is one of those opportunities where you don't really want to rely on that second chance. So it's just really important to take the time before you start completing, you know, the website, BizOps and SAMS, to make sure that you have all those resources. And, again, I really recommend that you don't try to do this as an individual. And I don't recommend, and I don't think you have to spend a lot of money with attorneys. You can get them. Uh, but I think if you're a true startup, you're a small business, use the free resources that the SBA offers because the bottom line is this, they do want to grow small businesses, especially in Philadelphia. I mean, this is an initiative from the mayor's office, you know, up to the governor's office to make sure that uh, women-owned businesses, that small businesses have access to these resources. So what I would say is focus more on the do's and the don'ts. Just make sure that you take your time through this process and, and get help. Don't – I wouldn't do it alone. That is my biggest don't because the bottom line is, Janet, you don't have to. There's just so many resources out there that you don't have to guess about this process. Everything is, is documented and for you so that you can be successful. It's, it's those who want to do the shortcuts or want to make the process faster. I think that's when you increase your chances of losing out on an opportunity. Uh, you definitely want to make sure that you um, – you know, that you're organized because, again, if you miss a deadline, not only could you miss an opportunity with that grant, but let's say you get the grant, you get the RFP, you could miss getting paid. So I think what's great about your show and this, this topic is that organization, I think, is the key to success for the RFP and continuing on with a government contract. And I and I agree when you say you shouldn't really do this alone because it can be a little bit overwhelming. And also, you need to get the experts like the SBA 
And also sometimes when you do all of this paperwork, you need somebody else to make sure that you have crossed every T, dotted every I. Like you said, you don't want things counted against you because you made maybe a grammatical error, et cetera. Um, and I like the way you said just plan, plan, and just keep planning. So that I think that is like the key when you are going after the RFPs because they have deadlines. And if you, I know from my experience, if it has to be hand-delivered, and I remember one time it had to be hand-delivered, and we didn't get it done until that day, and it was due um, at about 5 o'clock. Somebody had to take a, tri- take a trip to Washington. <laughs> You know, it's things like that because it was a group of us working on it. But so it's it's things like that. So yeah, plan, plan, but but always you know seek advice. That's the best I thing. Think, I mean, I think the best yeah. advice. Hmm? What were you gonna say, Eileen? Oh yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, and give yourself. I would say, and you you know, give yourself about two years through this process because again, you still have to prove. It's not just being woman-owned or vet-owned. You have to prove that you have a track record of this work, success. So you need financials as well to demonstrate. So the federal government is different than, than, like I said, doing business with someone you know because they may trust you or they may give you a chance. Whereas with the federal government, how they're going to make their decision is going to be based on the data that you bring. And so that's why, again, this show and this topic is so important because you need to be organized about what your financials are, who your clients are, you know, what success. It's not all going to be like a quick pitch to kind of talk someone into this. They're going to look solely at data to make the decision. And so you also need to understand pricing because government pricing is different from you know, pricing in the free market. You know, they're going to want to pay the best price you also want to include when you figure out your pricing, you know, not just the cost, but any overhead, any bonuses, like any extra time that's going to take you to do it. Like all that has to be included. So that's why I think that if you know this is something that you want to do as part of your strategy your, for your company, I would say give yourself a good year, um, especially if you're a true startup, to two years to, to get all this information together. Like I would do the research now plan now and put that as part of your business plan so that in two years you can be an ideal candidate for these RFPs instead of kind of reacting after. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And you're right. They do. They look at those financials uh, and um, they check all of that information. So, yes, it, it will be good. If you're just starting out, get those, you know, those financials together, keep them organized. Um and, you know, again, get your data so that when you do go after an RFP and and you do make that round and they do look through all of that stuff, then you are prepared. So, Eileen, how important is organization for a firm once they get the letter saying, you've got the contract, you've got the multi-year, million-dollar contract? <laughs> right. So, again, this is when it's key because... After they all sit down and, sorry? No, I said after you jump up and down and, and call everybody, you know. 
Oh, exactly. Actually, after you celebrate. Well, again, so the reason that, one, that the, the key is you want to get paid. So you want to make sure that you understand what you agree to, that you deliver on exactly what you agree to and you meet those deadlines because you don't want to get the contract do work and then not be paid for that work. And that's something that happens a lot. Again, you also want to make sure that you stay connected. You want to continue building those relationships, follow up when necessary um, to make sure that, again, you know, you're meeting everyone's expectations and against, because what happens when you do the work well for one group, you don't know who else is talking to who else to get opportunities in the future. So that's what would be my suggestion is you want to make sure that you understood what you agreed to, that you meet all the deadlines so first and foremost you can be compensated. And then secondly, you know, your business is your brand and you don't want to lose an opportunity because of this contract that you didn't meet expectations and then you would not be um, somebody that they would consider in the future. So, and you're you know, right. there are a lot of, I don't I don't know if you have a CRM tool that you would recommend. Um, I, we don't have one that we recommend, but definitely create a case management tool. You know, you can use Google. Um, you can mm-hmm. buy something to help you manage those dates and those expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is key. Managing those dates is key because if you do not do something as simple as submit your invoices on time, that can delay that can that can be a trickle effect on everything um, because you really want to submit those because you know the turnaround time sometimes um, I've heard horror stories I have truly been blessed um, in regards to payment but I've heard some horror stories of you know people getting paid thirty sixty ninety or more so you always want to make sure you you submit those um, invoices on time and. Also, like you said, just making sure you you do what you um, were the scope of work stated that you were going to do, uh, because people are watching, and you want to make sure you build relationships so that even if it's a multi-year contract, when it comes up for renewal, you know you'll be one of the people who they'll really consider because they're like, mm, we like that working relationship we had. We're not sure if we want to change that. So you're so right about exactly. that. You want to make sure you meet those those deadlines and keep those relationships open. So, yes, I mean, to me, so you know, as I was preparing for this, uh, this this conversation today, you know, I said, that's something I haven't personally done as a government contract, but I will tell you this, I will be going through the process because the amount of opportunity that are there for women, I mean, I'm a woman vet, minority, is unbelievable. And so, I encourage everyone out there to, you know, look at your business plan, look at where you want to go, um, go on SAM.org and see what opportunities are out there and then reach out to SBA or the SBDC or SCORE and allow us to help you um, get that, you know, get that plan ready so that you can apply for these contracts. I hate to see money being left on the table. And that is so true. And that is so true. Um, we have a some callers, so I am going to go to the line and see if anybody has any questions for Eileen while she is still here. So I'm going to 
Hello. Good evening. How are you? I thought it get organized. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hello? Yes. Hi. Uh, hi, how are you this evening? I'm doing good. Do you have a question for Eileen? I, I was actually just listening to the show. I didn't have a question. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Are you a business well, owner? No, I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not a business owner. I'm actually maybe one day I may start a business. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I am going back to school in September. Yes. So I'm not a hundred percent sure if I do. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No, go ahead. I apologize. Oh, oh, I, I was going to say, yeah, I haven't decided, I mean, exactly what I want to do, but if I decide to start a business, I think I might go into uh, public relations. But I would have to actually start small because I'm just actually, uh, when I go to school, that's my major. So um, I'm not too sure if I would want to work well. I know I would have to work for a company in the beginning, but the long one would probably be to uh open my business, and uh, do you have any tips on how to start a business and how to uh, try to attempt to make the business a success, even though working a nine-to-five job and still going to school? So I think it's awesome that you're going back to school. I think it's awesome that you know what you want to do. What I would offer up to you is, what I tell people when they think they want to start a business or you don't have a lot of experience, always volunteer uh, okay. as a public relations person. So there's organizations like National Black MBA, or Philadelphia, tons of them who are looking for people with your skill set that we would give you a volunteer opportunity that allows you to build your brand, but it also allows you to build that practice. And then what that does is it puts you in front of other people. I will tell you this, for every time I volunteer, I got a paid job after. Wow, okay. So I didn't go in with with that look, with that focus. I went in to truly serve, but because I went in with a servant attitude, people liked my work, and they were like, how can we hire you? So I would think if you don't have a lot of experience and you need that experience, look to the nonprofits because we, we need the help. And okay. we'll let you test things that you never tested. And then through that, we'll introduce you to people that will help you build your brand and, and get paying jobs. That would be my recommendation. That sounds excellent. <laughs> sounds good. I didn't think of it in that particular direction, but you hit it right on the nose. Well, you know, I've, I've I've applied for a lot of jobs in my life, and I've I've been blessed to work for some really great companies, Merrill Lynch, Vanguard, Towers, Karen. And when I was ready to do the next level, I wanted a management opportunity. People were like, well, you never manage. And I said, well, if you don't give me the opportunity, how am I ever going to manage? So exactly. I said, okay. I went to the nonprofit world, and they, they want someone with my enthusiasm and my background, so they let me manage. So now I can say I've managed not just people, but I've managed projects, I've managed organizations with large budgets. So, you know, what's something that corporate America won't let you do, the nonprofits will let you do um, as a volunteer. Now, I do suggest with anything that you do, you have an exit strategy, you know how long you want to do it. Um, Okay. 
but then we'll help you. The the blessing is, it's, and it's a warm lead into other opportunities. So, you know, you do the work, and we'll help you meet the other people that you need to meet to get that job. So, yeah, we always need press. Nonprofits uh-huh. aren't very good at public relations. So there's a big field out there for you if that's where your passion is. That's exactly where my passion is. Well, thank you for calling. You mind if I ask you where you're calling from? Um, I'm calling from New York City. New York. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening and for calling. Okay. So I'm actually going to uh, continue to listen to the show, okay? Thank All you. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right, Eileen, I have another question. And this is from the chat room. Okay. What is the difference between a RFP, RFQ, and RFI? You know, that's a good question, and I had that written down because I knew somebody was going to ask me. Now, the question is, now, the RFP is a request for a project, and I believe the difference is based on, um, and I apologize, I didn't write that down because I thought that was interesting, too. Um, the RFP is... A, as a general request for a project, and I believe it's mm-hmm. they're all depending on which um, government office that you're going to ask it from. So, like, one is qualified and non-qualified. The RFQ is um, it's like a closed request, okay. like it's not out there in the open, so it's different. So that's one, like, somebody may come to you personally and say, hey, this project is out there and it's not going to be open to the general, general public. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's more of a private one. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, so RF, so you said the RFP is a request for a project. And then yeah, the RFQ, it's, and then it's the RFQ they- is what? They're all requests for a project is how they communicate them out to the public. So, like, some are general. Okay. Like, and that one is a little bit more, um, it's not, it's how it's negotiated, is, is, I guess, is a better. Like, some okay. of those are negotiated contracts and some of them aren't. Like, some of you can negotiate the spec. Uh, okay. You can't negotiate the spec. And okay. Oh, okay. What was the third one? RFI? Of course, my laptop is um, blocking on me. I think, is that, I is that request for information? Request for information, yeah, I, I think. I think that's when, yeah. I think that's when they're just trying to find out if there's any firms out there that do the, the specific that's work. Right, that exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly so that's right. what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that's, yeah. So, Eileen, we'll see. You you got people tweeting on the phone in the chat room. So, how can people get in? See what a wonderful topic you bring. So, how can people get in contact with you for additional information? So, sure. Um, again, um, I am with for Philadelphia. I'm the newly appointed vice president of client services and the liaison for the Philadelphia chapter with the Small Business Administration for the Northeast Region. My office is at 105 North 22nd Street, and my number there is 215-231-9880. Um, of course, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, 
that's the best way if you have additional questions. Uh, if you don't want to call into the office, and my name is spelled E-I-L-E-E-N, Gadsden is G-A-D-S-D-E-N, and I'm also on Twitter. But, yeah, just send me whatever kind of information you like, and if I'm not the right person, I'm more than happy to put you in touch with the right person at SCORE. If you go to the SCORE Philly website, it will talk about mentors. Again, it's a free service for anybody with a startup or a small business. Um, we will, um, based on what you need, we'll give you a mentor, and he or she can meet with you um, by bi-monthly or monthly on your business plan or on your business structure. And um, the great thing about that, too, is, you know, we help you get funding. We help you win awards, like all those things. So it's, it's a really great opportunity. Um, it's a free service, I mean, sponsored by the SBA. So technically you probably pay for it in your taxes, so you should use it. But um, in my opinion, it doesn't make sense, especially if you're a startup, to pay someone else when you need to get some of this groundwork done. Uh-huh. Well, thank you and so much, Eileen. They're tough, from what I understand. They're tough on you. So, like, they give you homework, and they expect you to do it. They don't do the work for you, but they help you um, with your business plan, with your marketing strategy. Um, for those out there, if I could do a quick plug, Janet, uh, on April 26th, the SBA is sponsoring an event called Meet the Lenders. It's an opportunity to pitch for um, bank loans. We are going to have some prep sessions um, that are going to be led by myself and some other um, very influential uh, business owners in the city. So all of this is free. Uh, So I would encourage you to uh, join. And even if you're not looking for a loan right now, to me it's a great opportunity to practice. You'll have 30 vendors 30 banks to talk to and, you know, to get an idea of what you need um, when you're ready for that cash infusion. So, and just a quick question before you go, um, for people who are not in the Philadelphia area, like the the woman who called from New York, and I am not sure where my people in the chat room are from, so would they connect with the SBA um, or the SCORE people in their communities? Right, so there are SBA regional offices throughout the United States as well as SCORE. So if you go to SCORE.org, you can put in your zip code and it will give you a local SCORE office. The same with the SBA. Another government agency as part of that is the SBDC. So if you don't have a SCORE office, you might have an SBDC uh, chapter in your area. They're usually on college campuses and they offer um, the same services. Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. And, um, of course, we'll be talking soon. I didn't realize how close you were to me, so we'll have to get together soon, too. Yeah, I mean, I am uh, really interested in helping other women entrepreneurs. So, um, you know, anybody out there who who is thinking and just needs, or even needs a pep talk. Sometimes you just need a pep talk when you know when you're in this process. 
you know, please feel free to, to give me a call. Well, thank you, Eileen. You have a great evening. Thank you. You too, Janet. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Well, that was an awesome interview, and I hope you do connect with Eileen or either connect with the SCORE or SBA office in your area. And I want to make sure that um, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. So just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. And you can download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And you can get started today. And my audiobook's Selection is Five Steps Marketing Plan, a winning marketing strategy for small businesses by Violet James. Again, Five Steps Marketing Plan, a winning marketing strategy for small businesses, and that is by Violet James. Well, I wanted to follow up with the interview with some tailored tip times on getting organized for government contracting. And as Eileen said, first you want to schedule time to market, researching online, go to events to meet with other businesses, who you can partner with, but you need to schedule time to do research for the contract, need time to fill out the applications, To you need time to pull together all the information, so make sure you schedule time. Two is make sure you stay on top of deadlines, because once the deadline passes, there's no um going back and trying to hand in because basically they will not accept it. So if an application is due a certain time, if a a proposal is due a certain time, make sure you fill that information out and get it in on time. Keep your information organized. You're going to need your financials. You're going to need business plans. Um, Sometimes even with the different websites, you're going to have to keep all those passwords organized. So make sure you do that, and also you just don't want to waste time looking for stuff. Number four, once you get the contract, establish systems and processes to get things done and stay on track in regards to making sure the project is done, making sure all your, um, when you have a team, making sure their paperwork is together, um, so you want to make sure that, and you also want to make sure sometime um, that the, everybody's resume is updated um, because when you want to pull together a proposal, you want to make sure everybody's information is all together. And, you, again, you don't want to waste time looking for information. Number four, once you get the contract, again, establish systems. And number five, what you want to do is you want to communicate, communicate, communicate. Make sure you talk with the team on a regular basis to stay on top of things. Um, as I shared um, with um, Eileen and a lot of you listening, yes, I've worked on contracts. Actually, one time I was on three government contracts simultaneously. Um, it was exciting, but I had to stay on track. 
because one contract I had to be on site. The other contracts, I, it allowed me to work from home, but I still had to stay on top of deadlines. And I had, you know, charts and graphs making sure that I stayed on top of things. So if nothing else that you took away from tonight's topic is to please stay organized. Well, every time you look at the clutter, you want to run. You're tired of not finding things the first time you look. You don't like working in your office because there are piles everywhere, the desk, the floor, the bookcase, and you are sick and tired of feeling disorganized and don't have time to do it yourself. Well, let me help. I can get rid of the stuff in your home office and life that you no longer serve any purpose. I can help you create easy-to-maintain systems and put an end to wasting time searching for items. Time you can devote doing something you enjoy. And, you know, I can help you reorganize your space while you work or attend to personal matters. Whether you are in your your single, your marriage, your 20s, your 90s, I can help you let go of what you don't want need and bring order to what remains by providing you systems to create a space that is totally organized. And you just go to www.totallyorganized.com to schedule your free 15-minute consultation to get started on your journey to living an organized life. Well, last week's teleclass was wonderful. I thank all of you who attended. It was wonderful. So, um, And I'm looking forward to working with a lot of you in the future. So I want to go to my mailbag, and I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank you for all who are following me on social media. Um, And, of course, that includes Periscope and, of course, my blog talk radio community. Well, today is Monday, so you know what tomorrow is. It is Toss It Tuesday. So you want to toss all the drafts, the applications, the outdated information from as you have been going after government contracts. You know, one of the things, my pet peeves, when I go into offices and people want to go after contracts, they want to go after grants, and they've got information from 1990. That information is invalid. It is invalid because most of the time offices have moved, people have retired. Get rid of that stuff. So that's my Toss of Tuesday tip for you. Moving on, my app suggestion. I have two. And they're project manager. One is project manager, and that's the name of it. It's a project manager, and it's free. It helps you manage projects. And the other one is Trello, which I actually saw a client use, and I loved it. I just love the way you can navigate. It's Trello, T-R-E-L, Trello. And basically, um, it's a fee base, and it also helps you stay on top of, of projects as well. So you've got Project Manager, you've got Trello, which is fee-based. Fee-based, I think it's about $50 a year, which is not bad for what it can do. It can help you stay on top of all those projects, all those details um, that you need to uh, just stay on top of all the client projects, the income streams, et cetera, that you have to manage. My product suggestion is simple structure tab sorter it holds mail notebook file folders you can keep it on the top of your desk to keep things clutter free 
And you can go to Lavenger.com and buy purchase that. But, of course, after this show, you will be able to see it posted on my Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages, which is great. And then, of course, my repurpose suggestion of the week is someone took old LPs and transformed them into a place to store magazines and incoming mail. So they almost created a letter tray. So you can also go to my repurpose page or my Pinterest page to see what that is. My quote for the week is, whatever we plant in or our subconscious mind and nourish repetition and emotion will one day become reality. Earl Nightingale, again, whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish we repetition and emotion, we will one day become a reality. And it's amazing. One of the things that I wrote down in my journal is that I wanted a government contract with little or no travel. And I was so blessed to have a government contract that was literally within walking distance from where I live. So whatever you plant in your mind and you nourish it, with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality. So that's the good, but also the bad. So think of all the wonderful, positive things that you want to happen in your life today. Well, next week, I'm excited because we have the wonderful Lynn Edwards returning, and she's going to talk to us about keys to maintaining online social media relationships. Even today, it surprises me how many people still think it's a waste of, they don't have time to maintain social media. And it's key to those of you out there who have a small business or want to grow a business, it is key to maintain social media relationships. Um, The reason um, Ellen um, was on this show was because I went on LinkedIn. I said, I need somebody, SBA, um, government contracting. And I remembered I met Eileen and Boom, I went on LinkedIn, and we reconnected. Um, so I hope you join me for that one. And then I'm excited because the Philadelphia Home Show was in town, and guess who will be speaking? Yours truly. So I will be there this Friday at 530, and then I'll be here there Saturday, the 20th and the 21st. So, again, I will be at the Philadelphia Home Show. So for those of you in the area, make sure you check me out. Well, I just want to thank all of you for joining me. This has been an awesome and a wonderful show. Great Monday, great start to my week, as you always do help me start my week off with a bang. So I thank you for listening, and make sure you join me next week with our guest, Lynn Atworth, Keys to Maintaining Online Social Media Relationships. And I hope you share this podcast with your family, your friends, and your social media network. Thank all of you, especially Carla R. Jenkins, for sharing it on Twitter. And please visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter 